Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard. You're listening to Incredible Life Creator Podcast. My guest today is Alex Weber. Alex Weber is an international speaker, award-winning entertainer, and America Ninja Warrior, positively impacting over 3.5 million people worldwide to overcome their obstacles, fears, and even failures to achieve their highest goals. Alex has also been awarded U.S. Lacrosse Coach of the Year honors, holds a world record, and competed in the World Championships of Lacrosse. With his courageous energy and passion, Alex gives you his battle-tested system to become the unstoppable you. Pick up his book, Fail Proof, and unlock your edge to record to record-breaking achievements. Welcome to the podcast, Alex. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that's quite a list of accomplishments. You look a little young for getting all that done. <laughs> Thanks. The, the 20s were busy. The 20s were busy. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so just so that, you know, for people who don't know you, why don't you tell us your story and how you got to do all these wonderful things? Well, thank you. And so, you know, I really love what your podcast stands for, you know, passion and purpose. And then also what you mentioned, finding happiness along the journey, which is actually something that I've struggled with. I would say the most has not been passion or purpose, but happiness and not beating myself up along the journey. So mm -hmm. I definitely want to hit on that. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, my journey professionally and, and really, you know, really all my life, but I never really actually answered the question of what I wanted to do till my senior year in college. I was this bullied, insecure kid and uh, sports was just something I did until a high school lacrosse coach, Paul Carcaterra, absolute amazing guy, gave me direction of lacrosse. And through that outlet, I became obsessed, passionate, purpose. I loved it and went off and played division one lacrosse in the ivy league and was going to go into finance and business uh but along that journey i started asking myself this question really only my senior year which was what do you want for your moments on earth mm -hmm. which i think is the most honest and also scary and exciting and fortunate question we can answer mm -hmm. uh, but in that answer i very much realized that the fo follow your fire what i wrote down was follow your fire and my life has definitely been driven by that. I will say though, I have many good friends who are successful and have wonderful lives who their life has not been driven by that. So I think rather than some, you know, one stop shop, this is the system. I think it really depends on what connects with you and what your values are and what's important to you. And for me, passion and purpose is number one. I've learned enough about myself that there's no shot at me being happy on this planet unless I'm doing purpose and I'm passionate about it. Uh, so kind of how that all meandered was I wanted to go into entertainment. So I moved to LA, I left the career path. I didn't know anyone in LA and I started doing it. All the while my side job was coaching high school lacrosse, but I fell in love with it. I was so passionate about it. I found purpose in these athletes. Uh, I also felt like I could heal some of my own ups and downs from my playing career when I was too hard on myself. And long story short, I, in my first year, we won the championship and set records and won U.S. Lacrosse Coach of the Year. Um, and I'll say this as I kind of speed through these chapters, um, I do think it's very important to recognize chapters. And that looks different for all of us. We can certainly work at a place or be in a relationship for 40, 50, 60 years. Absolutely. 
But I think there's like micro chapters in there where maybe we need to reevaluate and change. And for me, I found that I was really drawn to TV hosting and I was starting to get opportunities and the kids that I saw through, you know, middle school to high school are graduating. And I was like, this feels like the chapter. It's time to leap. And then fast forward, I got hired by NBC to host with American Ninja Warrior, which was bonkers cool. Mm -hmm. um, and one little micro thing I'll share there is I've like really struggled with nerves and doubt my entire life and negative self-talk and like mm -hmm. nerves to the point of blacking out when I would play lacrosse and like I would be on set at American Ninja Warrior with like the TV cameras, all these athletes, the fans, the producers and the TV camera and I'd be like, like very nervous. <laughs> so, but like I kind of developed some skills to you can feel nervous and still do it. And uh, mm -hmm. I won an award with NBC for that series, fell in love with the sport and now compete and really kind of combined all my passions, which is stand-up comedy. I've done stand-up comedy, TV hosting, US Lacrosse Coach of the Year, which is what I do now is keynote speaking for organizations, leaders, schools, universities. And that's been a very, very meaningful, uh, purpose-filled path. So that's kind of my, long but hopefully decently succinct uh background well it sounds like so much fun and um i'm a crossfitter so any of that yeah. towards the higher end type of thing is just exciting to me i can just watch it <laughs> i oh, just boy. like to watch it great see people compete and yeah it's just so much fun yeah, it is it really is yeah. so yeah and you talked about you know the nervousness and there's so many times in life when we have to step up and do something yeah. and we do have those nerves or that you know uncomfortable feeling and I call it putting on my show face because I was very shy growing up so mm -hmm. like even on this show as long as I've been doing it I yeah. still have to put on my show face it doesn't matter what's happening at home or things are falling apart <laughs> nobody knows behind the screen it could be falling apart back there but when yeah. I come out to do my job whether it be a show like this or, you know, showing up at work, um, I have to put on that show face and put on that confidence because the people that you're dealing with, your people you're serving, they have to feel confident in you regardless of how you're feeling. I, I love that. And, you know, I, I really get excited when I, I think truths show themselves in different arenas. And I, I thought this was really interesting. You know, in sports, we have this expression, you know, my college across the division one, make plays, not excuses. Mm -hmm. And then in theater, there's an expression, the show must go on. So those are two pretty different worlds. You got lacrosse hitting each other jocks, and then you got mm -hmm. theater thespians, but that truth is the same. And, you know, I work a lot in mindfulness and mental health, and there is a time and a place to feel your emotions, work through them and move on. And then there's a time and a place to show up no matter what is happening, no matter how you feel to deliver for yourself and the people who need you. So I think, you know, both kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are some of the tools that you've used in the past to get over that? So, okay, yeah. camera's on. What, what did you do? A few things. It's, a, it's a, such a good question. Well, the first <laughs> one I'll say is like, it took me a long time to realize nerves are not the enemy. And you know, it's backed by science. Harvard Health did this study that shows the nerves and excitement, same energy, just a different story, whether we're really excited or we're really nervous and doubtful. So nerves are not the enemy. And it's actually something now where if I get nervous for something, I'm like, okay, well, clearly I care. And sometimes before a talk 
or you know if it's before uh, an American Ninja Warrior run or or anything, there's a lot of riches in there. For instance, like mm -hmm. if I'm about to do a talk and I've this has happened before, and I'm like kind of pacing outside and going through it and I'm nervous. Sometimes, like because you're activated. I'll discover something. I'm like, well, that was a pretty good thought. Oh, geez, I didn't have that thought before because you're activated. And same thing with sports or anything like that. Your body's going, like your system is on. Mm -hmm. And that is something to really be cherished um, because we don't, the lives that we lead in 2022 are not ones where we often feel alive and on. So if you have something where you get to feel fortunate enough to be excited, nervous, I would say run with it, but listen to positive self-talk, not doubtful negative one. Uh, so that's been one of the biggest. I'd also say like preparation breeds confidence. So the more that you can prepare and have that foundation, the more you're going to feel ready for whatever's coming. And then the last thing I'll say is, no matter what has happened and you're prepared, no matter how you feel, just decide in that moment, like before I do something important to me, I take a deep breath, I say, have faith in yourself and let it fly. And so whatever that is, if you're going up to a dinner party and you feel nervous around everyone, if you're going to a workout challenge, you got a big pitch meeting, whatever it is, at the end of the day, right before it goes, take a deep, deep breath, focus up, choose to believe in yourself and just give it everything you have. Exactly. And the optometrist in me is coming out when you're talking about being turned on and focused. When you're in that state where you're just thinking about what you're about to do, your focus is just laser. Yeah. And that's what we need to do well at anything. It, it really does. And, you know, just kind of deep diving on the optometry piece here, I've really noticed that if I get nervous and a little frenetic, uh, my eyes will dash. It'll kind of feel like a strobe light. So literally, like literally focusing the eyes on like literally like the texture of your finger or like one singular thing uh, helps a lot. Yes, yes, it really does. And just a little plug here, because this is something I teach on, but you always yeah. want to use your central and your peripheral vision together. So mm. yes, get that focus on it. But once you're focused and it's clear, keep it clear and notice as much of the room or the place outside as you can. And your vision will be supercharged because you'll have your focus and you'll be very aware of what's going on. And that gives you a lot more information than just here. I like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we were talking earlier and you kind of mentioned something a minute ago about sometimes we have something we need to do, but we don't feel good enough or like, yeah. oh, you know, that's nobody's going to accept how I do this job. You want to talk about that? Yes. Uh, I was just doing a speaking event yesterday and they really wanted it to be about imposter syndrome. And uh, these are very qualified, very smart driven people. And it often doesn't matter. Ironically, it doesn't matter our credentials or even what we've done in the past. If we have that feeling of like not good enough, there's not going to be anything external that's going to give us enough. And I'll also say this, usually people who are very good and gifted are ironically the ones who do feel like there might be imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is ultimately, you know, what I share with them, which I'll, I'll share here as well, is we will never be good enough unless we just decide that we are. Mm -hmm. And I will say that there's some honesty in that. For instance, you know, there's some habits that I'll have or things that I'll do where 
you know, I know that when I am making better choices or better habits, foundationally, I have an easier time feeling good enough, worthy, deserving, aligned. So I'm not going to say that, you know, you can buy it off Amazon or win it in a scratch off feeling self-love, deserving, worthy. But I do think that if we can make some micro choices and habits that make us feel good about ourselves, that process of feeling deserving, worthy enough for all that's out there will just be a little bit smoother. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And so many times, you know, our self-worth really does have to come with from within us. And Luna, a couple of nights ago, I watched a movie, you guys, some other people might've watched it called The Imagination Game. And basically it was wow. about Alan Turing, who is one of the first early computer people. But what he did is he worked in Britain and he helped to decode the cipher from Germany during the war. Wow. And the whole, his whole life, he felt different. He was different because he was a genius. And he got a lot of uh, ridicule and people trying to stop him, but he wow. knew what his purpose was. Yeah. So regardless of what happened, he just kept moving and he went as far as um, they were going to try and shut him down. And he sent a letter to Winston Churchill said, I need a hundred thousand dollars for this machine. Wow. And he gave it to him. So, <laughs> you know, we have to take that from inside ourselves. You know, we, I agree. Yeah. And that, that boldness. And, um, you know, one other note that I'll share on, on the purpose piece, I think that we can have a purpose internally, but I also think about a lot of the purpose that I've had in life and purpose can be very vague, meaning like, you know, there's this flicker of, okay, I, I know that for my purpose, I need to be helping, working, serving, interacting with people. I know that that can show itself in a lot of different ways in reality. And so I think we also need to be open on how it can and be open to other people. Like me coaching the high school lacrosse, that was a purpose gifted to me. I didn't really seek it out. It kind of just was given to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, now I love this and have purpose. Similar with the hosting. I knew I wanted to go into it, but NBC American Ninja Warrior, the depth of that purpose that it gave to me was from the producers of it, you know? So uh, I would say be open that purpose can, can come into you. Yeah, exactly. So when you were um, teaching those um, young uh, children and high schoolers, lacrosse, yeah. what were some of the, you know, we say go back to the basics, you know, your coach needs to go back to the basics. Yeah. When you were teaching them the basics, as in like mindset and being yeah. ready, what were some of the basics you were teaching them? I love it. And, you know, that was honestly my grad school. I coached for six years. I was head coach for three years. It was a very intense, prestigious private school. A lot of pressure. The parents, the families, the school. These kids are going for their dream uh, of playing division, you know, college across and all that. You're going against alpha head coaches. You got the refs. You got your own staff. There's a lot of dynamics at play. So I really call it my grad school. I'll share a few things that one. And I still now I run a men's group. Uh, you know, obviously I speak and I I, I work with leaders and, and peak performers. I coach a pro golfer. Um, number one thing for leadership, I feel, is to genuinely, genuinely know that you are on their team. If you are really trying to do something big together, before we get into the actual, so I'll, I'll use lacrosse for example, or I could talk about you know the pro golfer, but I'll use lacrosse. Uh, 
Before we get into what we're going to be doing out there in the field and X's and O's and what position you are and all that stuff, we'll, we'll get there. But like, I think about some of these players, like Tommy. Tommy was playing lacrosse, not because he loved it. He was playing lacrosse because it would look good. He was very smart. He looked good on his college application to Harvard and Columbia. That's why he was playing. So one day I took a walk and we just talked and I said, what do you think of all this? What do you think of all this? And heard him out, heard why he's doing this. And I said, that's awesome. You know, I would love for this to just be something good in your life. How can we make this something that adds, that you like being here, that this, this supports you? And once we're like, once we're good on that level, then we can go to war. Then we can go out there and knock some people around or get ground balls or score goals or win championships because on the human level, we're good. And so I would say that was foundationally where we were built was just like, we're in this together. Uh, and then part two was we were not the best team or the most skilled. And when we won the championship, we were the sixth seed. We played the top seed in the championship. I still get chills with this. They had won the championship the last two years. They were number one seed. They looked good. They were tough. They were very, very skilled, big, loud. And what I liked about our guys was we had this attitude of we don't care. And we're just going to do us. We're going to have fun. We're going to get loud. We're going to play our hearts out. We're going to give this everything I have, everything we have. Um, and I think self-belief is something that I'll end with this. You can't manufacture. You have to truly believe it. And so before we played the championship, what I said to them was, listen, you may think that if we play this team a hundred times, they would win 99 times. Maybe you think that, I don't know, because they're that good. Tonight is our one. And if we all believe that, that we don't need to beat them a hundred times. We just need to beat them one night. We just need to beat them tonight. We did. And so I think like just being very honest with people is the best way. Exactly. So if someone is looking for their passion and purpose, you know, we do have seasons. What, what, what would be your advice for them? I would say explore, explore. Um, which to me means try things because I remember I took acting classes and I was like, I don't love acting, but I love this like interaction with humans. Okay. Let me file that away. When I coached high school across, I'm like, gosh, I love this like motivational working with people thing. Okay. That I want that piece. So I, I think it's twofold of you got to explore internally. What fires you up? What are your need to haves? Like what are your inarguable? You got to have them. And then explore where could this exist out in the world? We live in a time where there's so many different things you can do. So you can definitely marry the flicker of your purpose with possibilities out there. And in that ebb and flow, you'll kind of piece together this puzzle that will start to look more and more like what you want it to be. And I've even seen like entrepreneurs who they have been in different industries or had different hobbies and somehow they marry these things and make a whole new thing. Fully agree. Fully agree. So yeah, it, it's just exciting to see. So, um, you know, I always tell people just look around and see what's there because if you haven't found what it is that gives you that fire, you just haven't found it yet. So Agreed. try things that you think, eh, just like you said, I don't know if I want to do this, but let's try it. At least try it and see if it even sparks a fire. I, I very much agree. And I think if you're curious, which is a, a, a character quality that is underrated, 
Um, and it also is beautiful because I found if I'm going to something that I'm like, I don't really want to go to this. <laughs> but if I'm curious, I'm like, you know what? Okay, now this doesn't need to be the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. I'm just going to see what happens, see what I learn here, see who I meet, see what comes of it. Um, and, and one just micro note on all that is I think that there is this sentiment nowadays where your purpose needs to be your career. And if that aligns, awesome. But it also doesn't need to. Meaning there's a lot of hours off the clock, weekends, micro moments throughout the day where you can engage with purpose. So I don't know if it needs to wholesale switch and be your livelihood, though it can. I think there's so many more moments if we want there to be. Exactly. And I found that when you um, connect them with a business, there's a lot of... Um more responsibilities or, you know, there's, there's a financial piece and sometimes it can make something that you enjoy, you wouldn't enjoy because now it's not fun anymore. Um, I've always been interested in art. So I did that when I was younger. And then maybe about five years ago, I picked it up again because before that I was raising kids and doing life. So I picked it up again and I thought about making it into a business. And I'm like, no, because I enjoy this. This is my quiet, relaxing veg out time when I do my art. And if I attach it where I'm painting something for someone and they want it to look a certain way, it's no fun anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. I I think that's, I, you know, and I think that mindfulness of being aware of, okay, why are you doing it? You know, and for you, it's like this release and expression and something you enjoy. I think that goes a long way. Exactly. So um, a lot of times people have morning practices or things that they do, yeah. you know, daily. Do you want to share any of yours that would be helpful? Yeah. And I'm laughing because, and this is something I'm very honest with audiences when I speak, I am not perfect at it. Uh, but I do know that when I do a morning that is more stacked with what I call floats, everything in our life, I call either floats or anchors. They either, they're elements and mm-hmm. they either lift you up, make you feel lighter, push you head, or they drag you down and weigh you down and are anchors. Mm -hmm. So the more that we can stack our deck with floats, usually that morning's better. Usually that day's better. And if the more mornings and days that we have better, the weeks, months, years are going to be better. So I will cite my two mornings. Uh, Some mornings I, when I'm not in it, I'll wake up. It's my third alarm. I grab my phone. With like half sleepy eyes, I somehow checking email, text notifications, news, scroll hole on Instagram, and I'm stuck there. And then I get up and I go about my day. Those are some mornings because I think I'm eager to engage with the workday. So even when the alarm goes off, I want to see what's going on in the world. But the more days that I do this, which is wake up, go outside. I drink a glass of water. I go outside regardless of the weather, regardless of the temperature, and just be. Just be, I take a lot of air in, breathing in, getting fresh air in, have a quiet moment, whether whatever that looks like to you, praying, just being with your own thoughts, just listening, whatever that looks like to you and set a little sights for the day ahead, what I'm thankful for, not in a corny, though I don't think gratitude lists are corny at all, but not in a like eye roll way, but like truly like, okay, gosh, like I'm thankful that I get to live this life and go after the things that I really want to go after. Okay. Well, what, what do I really want to set my sights on today? Cool. All right, let's do it. Whole thing maybe takes a max 10 minutes. And when I do that, 
that drastically alters the day. Uh, I'm also a bit addicted to moving the body, um, which I say addicted because sometimes I've become dependent upon it where it's like, if I have something, I'm like, I have to work out before it. And I'm like, no, you don't. You, if you want to, you can, but you can also just focus. Into the feeling. <laughs> uh, but I will say it is inarguable that most times if I work out early, whatever that is, move the body, even if it's just like for five minutes, the endorphins, the clarity, the blood moving, it's, it's tough to beat that. Beautiful. So um, at this point, I'd like for, to, for us to t uh, know, like, how can people connect with you? Um, do you have a website? What services do you have? I know you're speaking and some other things. So just go over that right now so we all know what you're doing. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, you know, keynote speaking, I feel very grateful to do it. And it's really been a beautiful thing with audiences. So organizations, associations, companies, uh, also universities and schools. Um, I really enjoy speaking to all those. The talk changes depending on the audience. Uh, but... I really love doing that. I, I had a book, my first book come out this fall, which I'm very proud of called Fail Proof, Become the Unstoppable You. It's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And the last thing that I'll share is, you know, I do coach people in individuals and also in group settings. I have a men's community called Men We Admire. So uh, yeah, just lots of different ways to support people, uh, which is what fires me up. Wonderful. So a personal question, what gives you the most happiness and fulfillment in your life right now? So it really is uh, speaking with audiences. And I would say the fulfillment is either seeing in someone's face like, okay, a, a moment just happened. Like they, they mm -hmm. something happened there. Or after talking with people who come up and sh them sharing about their story or how it helped them or why they needed it. And that you know, I've asked this question, what do you want to do with your moments on earth? Uh, I asked it about four years ago and it was this. So to be doing that, I'm a purpose junkie. I've just, I know this and uh, that definitely gives the most fulfillment. All right. Well, thank you. And thanks for being on the podcast today and for all your, you know, sharing and knowledge. I appreciate it. Thank you. And, you know, on that note, if anyone uh, reach out to me, I love talking to people. Yes, through the internet too. So uh, I'm Alex Weber on all the things. Alex at I'mAlexWeber.com is my email and website. And uh, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, thank you. So I have one last question before we yeah. finish. What is your best advice on living an amazing, incredible life? Ooh. <laughs> okay. I would say... Um, first ask the question. So I word it as what do you want for your moments on earth? A lot of different ways to word the question, but really, really be bravely honest with what that flicker is in your heart. The one that not our practical mind or someone from high school told us we couldn't do, or a coworker said we stink at it, but like really what we want in here, listen to it and cultivate it and bring it into the world and you'll be surprised of how wonderful it can be. All right. Well, thank you so much, Alex. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. We'll talk to you again soon.